today we are going to be talking about his brand new emerging movement called One Piece Army. So we're going to get into what it is and all that stuff. But Jackson, you and I have actually never sat down to talk because I've been in San Francisco and you've been traveling. We actually never sat down to talk about how you got started and why you got started. So this is not only a really interesting interview for everybody listening, but also for me as well as your friend. Cool. cool. <laughs> okay. So firstly, for everyone listening, do you want to just give them um, an idea of what One Piece Army is? Yeah. So um, like you mentioned, Andre, like we've worked together very closely for the last two years and we do the podcast together, but even still we, we haven't really talked about the nitty gritty and a lot of my um, friends, family, um, I haven't spoke about why it, why it began. Um, if they would have seen my first post on like our Instagram or the WhatsApp chat, then they, they, they might've worked it out. But basically last year, um, it was April 7th. Uh, so 2019 we're in, we're in Melbourne, my mum and I had had a lunch at, um, serotonin eatery. Um, and I decided to walk back home on the Yarra, um, boardwalk. So like the the track that ran beside the major river there in Melbourne. And uh, it was, I was just sort of feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I don't know. I can't remember why. I think it might've just been something to do with work or I had a bad week or something like that. I went and sat down by the river uh, on a nice grass patch, you know, beautiful uh, uh, autumn day and it was nice sunny there. And I'm just like, Oh, how good, how good is Melbourne? It's such a beautiful city. It's, most livable city in the world, seven years in a row, like really grateful for being here. I hate the winters, but this is how I was feeling at the time. Look up at the, at the cityscape and like what an amazing place to live and how good this Yarra is such a clean city. And then as I look over, there was like a, a, an office chair and, and a crate, like a, a milk crate hanging out of the river, like out of the water, like must've been like stuck in the mud or something. I was like, Oh, that's pretty gross. Like, you know, you know, any major river is pretty gross in a, in a, in a CBD, um, unfortunately. They used, you know, cities were built on these and the river was the life force of the, of the city. Uh, but now there's gross kind of places that are in the middle of cities because all the runoff goes in there. I look over to the right and there's a plastic bag and a, and a can, like an alcohol can. I've told people it was a beer can, but I'm pretty sure it was like a Jim Beam or something like a, like a bourbon or something. And I was like, oh, I guess like at that point it was just like a bit of a sign. Like my body was a bit of a like a, a vessel to some degree where I was just like, oh, I'll just get that can and place it in the bag. That makes sense. But then as I picked that up, I then uh, it was like Alice in Wonderland going down, like getting pulled down the hole um, in the in the tree. As I grabbed the bag and the can, there was I looked into this bush like right near me, and it was like a whole like homeless person's like camp. So there was like, but it was destroyed. So someone must have used to squat there. It was like a destroyed tiny one man tent, sleeping bag, pillow, like toilet paper from where there must have just been like, you know, business and, uh, and all sorts of food wrappers and stuff. It was rank. And I was like, well, I'm not going to touch that. That is foul. But as I then started walking, I then seen another piece of trash. I picked that up and I was like, well, I've got one bag now. I've got about 500 meters to walk till I get home. I'm going to just fill this bag and surely I won't fill the bag. I'm not going to stray off my path more than a, more than a meter. 
I'm just going to pick up what's in front of me. So like Pac-Man, like I'm not going to go into the other corridor. I'm just going to go literally here. With 100 metres left before I got home, the bag was like exploding, like overflowing. It was heavy and had all sorts of things in it and I couldn't fit any more. And there was still, I come into an area where there was so much more stuff um, under the under the freeway sort of bypass in Cremorne. And then it was just like, wow, this is gross. What do I do with it? And I was like, something just come over me. I was like, I'm just got to do a, I've got to do a flat lay. I'm going to lay it all out in the, in the, in the yard and take a, take a photo. That was nine, nine months moved on. I, I sort of thought, I told you that this is an idea. We've got to, we've got to clean up the trash in the world about actually, that time. And I was sort of thinking, how can we do this? I'm thinking about a solution. Yeah. I was going to say, I actually remember you sending me that photo. I think we were in a group chat with Scott as well and you sent it to us and it was like on a random Sunday. Yeah, it was a random Sunday and I was just like, this is gross. I started getting an idea. How can I, how can I clean the world? How can I, you know, fix this problem of uh, trash? And, uh, and I was very in my head trying to think of this solution for, for a couple of months. And, and that's why I did nothing else. Then I kind of just had to bury the idea because we got busy and then started traveling and didn't really pick up any more trash anymore. And I was just like, oh, it, who, who was I to think that I was going to solve this problem? You got all the billionaires in the world, the best scientists, governments. No one can solve this. I'd researched this 5.25 mil, uh, trillion pieces of, 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 of plastic alone in the ocean. Like that's not including landfills and what's being burnt. This is a serious problem. Who am I to think that I'm going to fix it? So I just kind of buried it. Then I um, was in Byron Bay living in a bus uh, in a caravan park and I was there with a friend um, who was staying there as well, um, Renee and, and Terry, her partner and their kid, um, Taj. And so he's five years old. We were playing, me and him. We went and we were, um, went for a swim and we were running around and he just picks up a piece of rubbish. I was like, oh, that's amazing how conscious the, uh, you know such a young kid is. And then I was like, oh, let's pick up some more. And he's like, yeah, let's pick up some more. So we picked up. 20, 30 pieces and we put them in the bin and we got like a little staff each or running around this yard like wizards, like kids do. And so for me, it was like, I got to be a kid again. It was amazing. And uh, Renee and Terry probably got a, you know, a, an afternoon where they could just relax and, and Taj had a new friend. So it was, it was a win, win, win. Then that was probably November. And then when I was in Brazil in February, I'd been really stewing on this WhatsApp group idea that I wanted, rather than trying to think of the solution, how can I simplify the act of picking up rubbish so much it's a dirty act it's pretty disgusting picking up someone else's trash but how can i change the mindset from being it's not my trash to it's our trash and how can i just pick up a little piece so the, hence the one piece army name so it starts with one piece so we created a whatsapp group with about 15 people in it and just people who i knew that would sort of you know get down and pick up a few pieces of trash and i set the goal that let's pick up a million pieces of trash by the end of the year why I wanted to set a target was give something for people to achieve and, and strive towards, but we could set the target at 1 trillion and that's be 4 trillion piece of trash in the ocean. So picking up rubbish will never save or, or, or fix the problem. But what it is, it's, it's an action. So it's a great awareness um, tool. The more piece of rubbish that I start to pick up, the, um, the, the more in tune with nature and the problem that I actually started to 
to get. So ideas started to resonate. As other people started to pick up more trash, they would start to have ideas. And rather than thinking of a one-size-fit solution, there's, there's, there's going to be multiple solutions, whether you're on an island in a remote country or whether you're in a big country, built-up city or whatnot. Wealthy, um, you know, developing nations are going to have different solutions. So it was all about just getting people together. How can we shift the culture around waste and make it our waste? How can we track it, collect it, become an army, become a team, all wear the same jumper basically, and just start pushing towards fixing it? And then at the end of the year, we can start getting into conversations with local governments, companies, organisations of how to scale it and how to actually start to look at um, bespoke solutions in different areas. So that's, that's, yeah. that's the essence of it. So take me through how you actually started it. Because I think you first uh, messaged a bunch of us on Facebook and then how did that um, evolve into the WhatsApp group? And then how did that evolve from, you know, the first couple of people that joined to actually getting people to join you in picking up garbage? Because I mean, like, look, I'll, I'll be honest, like it, it, it's not a pretty thing to do, but watching the Facebook group grow definitely adds excitement to it. And like to the point where I'm excited to pick up my first piece of garbage just so I can share in part of the community. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think with every piece that gets picked up, it's, um, it becomes less disgusting because it comes a team mission, right? And yeah. so uh, I messaged, I think it was um, mid-January, I messaged, yeah, I think it was 15 or 20 people um, that I know kind of have their own um, mission, um, you know, whether that be um, to do with feminism or to do with healthy eating or to do with... Um, healthy masculinity or suicide prevention or, you know, there were people that kind of had their own, their own movements or their mission. So there were people that would more uh, validate the idea and maybe pick up a couple of pieces of trash. What I found is, is that obviously these people are amazing um, supporters because you need that in the beginning. The last thing you want when you pick up trash is someone telling you it's a stupid idea. So because it's already dirty and, and, and dismal enough. So it had a lot of people who were, who were feeling the fire, like, yeah, I'll happily get involved. I'll do, you know, I'll support, whatnot. Then what happens is you start to add a few people just through random conversations um, to this WhatsApp group um, from a few other different countries. And then within the first month, I think we had three or four countries. A friend started picking up some trash in the USA. Um, we were in Brazil and Colombia at the time. You had Australia on the board. You had... Um, then a friend in, uh, in Laos, you know, so it started to create like what was just a WhatsApp group is now in five countries and we're now approaching a thousand pieces of rubbish in the first three weeks and we're keeping stats every week. So it starts to build a little bit of momentum and people are like, shit, this is growing every week. I'll pick up a little bit more, I'll pick up a little bit more at a friend. And so that's where you start to get ripple effect, which is it's very easy to get ripple effect in the positive. You stay out on a beach long enough picking up rubbish, people will come and join you. I've yeah, that I've seen that happen. Yeah. And a, and, a, and a surfer comes along. As I was picking up my, my almost my thousandth piece, which I don't do a thousand very often, that's a pretty big pickup. But there's a lot of like waste because the beach was just first opened up after isolation. And this surfer comes along, he's like, work, man, I usually do. Um, a couple of pieces 
and he picked up as many as he physically could. So it was probably 10 while he was juggling his surfboard on his way back to his car. And so that was really amazing to see the ripple effect, how it can happen in less than an hour. And you've got your own story of that that I love. So can, can you tell us about that? Because that was even faster. Yeah, so this was in Bali earlier last year. I went with my um, one of my best friends, Christina, and she's, similar to you, super passionate about the environment. And we get to a beach after riding a motorbike for an hour and a half with three of us girls on one motorbike. So we're exhausted. She was driving and, you know, I, I was just a passenger and I was exhausted. I get to the beach, I lay out my towel and I lay down and I see her and she's like this cute, like five foot four girl with like pink hair and tattoos all over. And she just like starts like scurrying along the beach, picking up garbage and straws. And I'm kind of watching her uncomfortably. I have to be honest, like, what is she doing? Cause we didn't discuss this. <laughs> and then her friend who was with us started picking up garbage as well. So now I'm the only one who's sitting there just watching and she gets a garbage bag. She goes to a restaurant, asks them for a garbage bag. She starts piling it in, piling it in. And then I see this couple that was on the beach and they start helping her and she's saying thank you. And I'm like, at this point, like, okay, I really got to join this because <laughs> I'm not starting to be like that, that weirdo person that isn't a part of it. So yeah, I started um, helping her out and, you know, just pick, picking up a few pieces and putting it in her garbage bag. And then before we knew it, there was literally like, I want to say 10 people on the beach, like couples that had been swimming. I think there was a surfer as well. And then other people who just wanted to pick up like five pieces and give it to her and just thank her. And by the end, she was in tears. She was completely moved by it. Um, I have to be honest, then her and her, her, my friend, sorry, her friend and I went to get a beer because we were like, all right, we've done our good deeds for the day. And she stayed on the beach for another hour, just cleaning it up. So it was just, it was just really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. When you first told me that, it was, it was pretty amazing because that's literally what you see. And so in the physical, because we're, you know, we're so hardwired for port and community and um, live in a part of that, that village sort of um, mentality that, we haven't carried a lot of that through to technology. There's there's glimpses of it, but we're quite um, polarizing the way we behave online a lot of the times. And we're we, you know when we've got the screen there, we're a different personality than what we are out in the out in the flesh. So you can kind of be who you want to be on the internet. Whereas um, I've seen and observed over the last five years a good friend of mine um, do the Robin Hood Army, which is feeding the um, feeding the homeless people in India with surplus food from restaurants, not waste food. Like, you know, they've, they've made sure that it's dignified. You go and collect some meals from the restaurants that are willing to contribute. And they go out and they feed it to the homeless. This started off as a little movement as well um, five years ago. They're now, I think, 40,000 volunteers, like 40 million people they've fed. It's insane. They're in a bunch of countries, I think 12 or 13 countries. And, you know, now during the COVID um, time, they're doing amazing things to just, you know, dignify and help and it's beyond food now. There's so much that they're doing, you know, they've put kids through academies and stuff like that and it's phenomenal. And so what I truly believe is rather than trying to look at the solution, uh, which I was last year, I was too in my head, really getting into the body of it and just how can I set an example by picking up some trash? How can others get involved at the most simplest format? And then how can we all on a level playing field uh, start to come up with these solutions. And so you're now starting to see people that 
I actually didn't even know had ever picked up a piece of trash in their life and cared about it. And now picking up hundreds of pieces or thousands of pieces, they're coming up to ideas. There's loads of side chats happening outside of the group around things that, um, that we could do, you know, one very good friend cleaned the whole marina in Hawaii, completely motivated in the first week of isolation, went down and met a couple of people just by starting to, he bought a scooper, like a pool scooper. And he started to just do skip in after skip in and, all, and a couple of people started to join in as he finished. He, he kind of put it to the universe. I think he said, geez, a cold beer would be good boys. But the, um, the, the bars were shut. And uh, sure enough, the universe delivers in the in the form of a of a older lady, and she comes and just drops off a six pack to the boys and said, "I've been observing you. Well done. Enjoy." That's pretty and amazing. So, a lot of stories like that. And then another mate, you know, stuck. Um, he was teaching in China, stuck in uh, like to get to get out. He had to get out of China, so he went to Laos, and he started traveling around Laos. And then as Laos started to lock down, as the world started to really lock down, he got onto a little island. He's done ten thousand pieces on his own. Not, on the island and you know certain tourists will come in and, and help him on certain days and now that they've cleared a lot of the banks in one area they wanted to do a little garden there and even look at compost and, and looking at solutions of how they can get the waste off the off the island and back to the mainland whether that actually happens or not is not the point it's the thought um so every piece that you pick up is like the mind is compounding and getting more and more aware of one our own impact and footprint but two what uh, what is possible is, is, is unlimited. And it's, and, yeah. and that, that unlimiting unshakable belief of anything being possible is, is, is insanely uplifting. So whereas I threw out the first little, little hook to see who would be involved now, every day I've got motivation coming at me, like go out and pick up more trash. And then another person joins and they give more motivation. And so you, it's a, you're feeding off, off of each other's energy and it's only going to grow from here. Yeah. And I can vouch from that again, watching from the sidelines, I'm excited to get involved and I'm, I'm speaking so candidly about how I feel about picking up trash. Cause I want people who are watching this to know that if you hear um, at the beginning of this episode, we're talking about picking up trash, they might be like, this isn't for me. Cause that's probably something that I would have thought um, if I heard a podcast on the topic, but I want to make it more uh, tangible and and go, this is something I'm, I'm genuinely excited about. So when you first started this movement and you started the WhatsApp group, who were the first people that actually joined you in picking up trash? Yeah, so there was a, there was a few people that I mentioned before that have done like, you know, major hauls and things like that. But there's one in particular that's a major shout out to um, my mum. She, she picked up a few pieces every day the first few weeks and you know when it comes to um creating a movement at scale which this isn't at scale there's a there's a video that describes it the best and you might have seen it it's now a ted talk and it's and it's on youtube but you can look it up it's the lone nut at a festival and and it's all about i was the lone nut i've got an idea and i've got many ideas and everyone's heard all of my ideas and anyone who knows me thinks like fuck this guy's got so many ideas but does he actually do anything and so here I am as the lone nut with an idea and then you need the, the, a true leader to come in and support the lone nut. And when that one leader comes in and supports that lone nut, then you have the foundation of a movement. And then after that, you've got these other people that just come and come and come. And like you said, 
don't want to don't want to draw a lot on you, but like you said, it's like now I feel like if I don't get involved, I'm I'm missing out, right? And so that's what starts to happen is that the lone nut becomes the one that doesn't get involved. So it 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 shifts completely from one person's effort. Now, if it wasn't for mum being that person who posted every day for those first few days, this could be nowhere because I could have just been the lone nut on my own. So thanks for bringing me into the world and thanks for uh, being that that major support that actually got the got the ball rolling. And then after that, there's many other major su- supports uh, who, who have joined, joined the fold. But, for example, it took us three weeks to pick up a thousand pieces of trash, right? And a lot of that was, was me and her and then a few others here and there. Then in the last three weeks, we've picked up 23,500 pieces of trash. So it's scaling at a speed now where it doesn't matter. Soon it won't matter if even I left the group because it will just have its own life force and it'll be just doing its thing because there's so many noises in there, of people keeping it going. Right. So I think once we get to 100, 150 people, it wouldn't matter who's there or who isn't. It's just going. And a million by December 2020 is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll smash it. I want everybody listening to know that, yeah, the first time you ran it by me, I wasn't all like, oh, this is amazing. But with time, watching what you've built has actually created a genuine feeling of excitement within me. And I am genuinely excited to join. And I think that um, that's going to ripple out. So my final question for you is in terms of leading this emerging movement, I know that you know, weekly, every there, there's more and more people that are joining. What are some of the things that you think are important to get people excited? I think the thing that I've that I've seen the most is yeah, the initial idea. If it's if it's somebody that I know, so initially it was people that only that I knew, right? Whereas now, because we've got the Instagram page, we're starting to share stories on there. We share all the people who collect trash and post in the in the WhatsApp group. We share that out on the Instagram page. So what that does is not only allow us to be um, internal with our uh, excitement, we can now have this external excitement as well. So other people who are out there picking up trash already are connecting to the group. We're having a DM or a few comments and that, and and I'm like, jump in the group and check it out. And they're bringing this new wave of energy in there. Um, So there's two two parts. if you've already picked up trash before and you're already kind of doing it on Instagram and your own little thing, you just want to be wearing the same jumper as another team and be like, yes, let's just like do it together. And you know, we're all on the one team and get involved. So that's been awesome now that we're starting to scale. But the first bit, if it's someone that you know, who isn't posting on their social media about picking up trash, which is probably 99% of the people, you know, I'd never picked up trash before I'd done this. And so uh, that is about First, rather than just saying, hey, want to pick up trash in our group, it's it's understanding like firstly, would this would this person, you know, do they do they are they interested about uh, the environment? So the first question I always ask is what's your stance on the current situation with the environment? And then if they say, Oh, well, you know, I'm pretty horrified by it, or I do a beach clean here and there or whatnot, then I say, Hey, well, we're doing this thing. Would you like to join our group? And I can just give them the stats of what we've what we've currently done and then what we're trying to achieve. And they're like, yeah, awesome, no worries. Whereas going in and just being like, hey, join a part of our join this group of picking up trash is a little bit like I think 
invasive, a little bit too like hardcore. I'm trying to think back to when I, like, you know, a year ago, if someone had said, hey, join my trash picking up group, I would have been like, what? No. Like, that's gross. Um, you know, do you supply gloves and shit like that? And I'm busy at work. So I, I get it. This is gross. This isn't your trash, but it's ours. So it's making the mentality shift of this is our trash, this is our problem. We need to come together as a global community. We need to wear the same jumper. We need to be a part of the same team. And let's just make it fun. Like the new thing that I've come up with today was because I was like, as much as there's an energy and it's positive and, you know, a lot of other people are picking up trash on Instagram and whatnot, it's quite cool to see. I'm still like, this is still boring and, 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 and gross. How do we take it to a new level and it was like, I had my headphones in and it was like Stevie Wonder Master Blaster come on. And I was just like, oh, what a tune to be picking up rubbish to. And I was just like feeling the, feeling the vibes. I was like, I'm not even picking up rubbish. I'm just, I'm just dancing. So from now it's just like, if we're going to be, if we're going to be like helping the world, we're going to do it dancing. And so from now on, I want people to not only share their, their trash collection, but what song are they dancing to or what's the ultimate trash picking up song. So just to create a little bit more personality around the pretty stinky, grotty thing that we don't really have a choice with anymore. You know, we're inundated with trash. We used to just burn it in the, in the 70s, 80s. That got banned in a lot of countries. Created a huge hole in the ozone layer. As humans, we're pretty good at fixing the shitty things that we end up in. So we fixed it and then we're like, we know how to not burn it and not wreck the ozone. Let's just put it in a hole in the ground. And so we put it in the hole in the ground and that's what we've probably done for the last... 20, 30 years, and we, we, we got rid of the problem. We buried the trash. But now it's starting to have this emerging problem where it's coming out or it's not all getting into landfill. So it's only an, a newish problem that we're aware of that the oceans are just inundated with trash. Uh, I'm sure scientists have been aware of it for a very long time, but on a mass scale, we're only just starting to find out about how gross it is through things like social media and stuff. So we've got to make this fun. We've got to make this human. I know that we've got some serious challenges as a generation and we all need to come together and just start solving them. But rather than, you know, I'll leave it to the next Einstein to solve it. Well, the reality is that even if that there is that person who can solve it, we're not going to be um, in a position where that one person can do it all. Yeah. So and yeah, I think it's just getting people together and, and shifting that collective consciousness to come and go. Yeah. And I think a few other things that you do, I love the idea of, of the music. I think that's going to be a great addition, but I really like how you track every single piece of rubbish and how you have a tally with each country. That's something that when I first saw it was like, whoa, this is cool. Um, and then the other thing is getting people to post a selfie with their trash. I don't know. It just adds a, an element of community as well. We were just taking photos of the trash. But then about a month ago, we decided, no, let's take a selfie with the trash to humanize it and become more of a character with it. And we could get to know other people in the group from all other parts of the world. There's people in there that none of us have met, you know. Josh, yeah. this one guy from South Africa, he's, he's killing it. He calls himself the litter thug on, uh, on, online and he's a, he's a hard-ass looking dude, but you can tell he's got an amazing heart because he's got this his mum involved and a, and a local lady involved. And, um, and I, and I love that because we've never met, but we've just connected online and, and it's so much easier to connect with him as the, him as the dude, like the photo of him opposed to, um, a photo of the waste that he collected that just looks like my 
waste in Portugal that looks the same as the waste in Australia. So now we're connecting, we're tracking the countries, we're tracking the continents. We're now in every continent. We're in 12 countries as of today and uh, 50,000 pieces in less than 12 weeks. So, And how many people um, now? We've got 40, uh, a bit over 40 people posting. So, and already on average more than, um, more than a thousand, thousand each. We're averaging about uh, 600 pieces a day um, over the whole course of it. But in the last few days, for example, today we did over 2000 and the days we've got time to go. So. It's pretty amazing. 40 people, 50,000 pieces of trash. So, I mean, for everybody out there that thinks that they can't make a difference, which I'm including myself in that group, this exercise of you building this movement has definitely shown me that it is possible and all of us can make a dent. So it's really cool. Yeah, so Look, I wouldn't be the last thing I'd say. I wouldn't be um, myself calling it a movement right now. You know, there, there is movement, but a movement is, you know, vast vast change uh we've collected fifty thousand pieces we're five percent of our initial target which is probably 0.1 percent of the real target you know what i mean like uh this is a never-ending thing this is a a thing that i want to just build and just keep on going and going and going and we get so far beyond just picking up trash that there'll be so many different collaborations already a few of them are starting to emerge so it's not a movement right now, but this is the early stages of movement, and uh, and that is and that is that is cool to see. But it comes down to so many amazing individuals uh, banding together and, and just getting the job done, having a bit of fun while they're doing it. So, if people listening want to join, what's the best way that they can get in contact with you? I would say the best way to get in contact is going through the Instagram, checking that out. I'll share you the link um, in a DM. Um, because then I can, we can do an introduction when you join the group rather than just joining the group and not, not knowing who you are. So you're really spending time with everybody that's coming on board, getting to know them a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Well. You know, we, we just had um, a new guy in the last few days, Mako from um, Japan. We just had a family come in um, from Massachusetts in the U.S. that are doing amazing things, set a goal to collect 2020 2020 bags of trash this year. They've already collected 2,800, so they've shifted their goal to 10,000. I think they'll more likely get 20,200, which is 10 times their target. Like, there's other people that are doing amazing stuff. Andy from the UK. Um, there's uh, so many. Matt, Matthias in, in Brazil. Um, I, I, there's so many that I, that I don't have all the all the names off the top of my tongue right now, but yeah. all these people are just starting to join in the last few weeks, and it's amazing. So everyone's starting to get it to know everyone's names, face, the impact that they're making. It's it's great to see. Okay, and final question: How much time a week are you spending on this? I'll tell well, you why I'm asking really is- quick. Because I think that sometimes from the outside, people can think that things just happen really quickly. I've known you from that time when you picked up the first uh, pieces of trash and sent me that photo um, last year in February. And I've seen you come so far. But I think for anybody that just jumps in and is like, wow, they've already picked up 50,000. This is growing really fast. And um, I just want to give everybody a picture of what it really takes or how much time it takes to really get something like this going. In its early stages. Yeah, um, 
yeah, to be fair, this is this is definitely more than a full time job right now. And 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 we never this is a this is a thing to not ever raise, um, you know, money or it's, it's something that I want to be pure purely cashless. In the future, I would love for people to be at like companies or governments to be able to sponsor us and say, hey, fly here and clean clean this as a team, whoever wants mm. to get involved or stuff like that, but not to pay for office space and things. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting probably 60, 70 hours a week into this um, as if it's like a, as if it's like a startup. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of grinding going into it. Uh, one, my things that are like being, being completely vulnerable because as it scales, there's more and more work. Uh, if anyone's willing to help, I would absolutely love it. Um, I need, I'd love to have two hours with a specialist who's a, a you know, a Google Sheets or a spreadsheet specialist because I'm spending a lot of time on that and I know that a genius could come in and just play around with a few formulas and, and automate that. Um, there's, you know, there's social media. I'd love to expand into all channels because I've seen how fast. We've only got 150 followers on Instagram, maybe 160 or something, but I've literally had some of the most amazing conversations three or four early stage collaborations in order. Um, there's uh, one that's doing a, um, a photo, like a photo shoot of people covered in trash and we're going to try and get a grant for her and then hang it in, in the town. And then there's another one that's got an app coming out and they want us to be their, their pilot um, for it. So I'm going to do a little bit of testing. And then um, if that, if that goes well, then we can roll it out to the, to the team and, then there's just loads of other people who haven't even joined the army that just tag you into stuff. So that's just from a little few weeks on Instagram. Imagine it out on Facebook. Imagine doing lives. Imagine getting this on YouTube. It's maybe its own podcast interviewing all the legends who are picking up trash and what they're learning. Uh, and then eventually like an innovation hub with, with, with uh, a grant or, or something like that. Uh, It'd be, it's, it's endless where this can go. So any support, any help, anyone who's got any extra minutes would be more than happy to, um, to, to take you on, on board. Um, we've got a lot of experience. We've got a lot that we can share. So whether that's someone who's just looking to learn um, some social media or whatnot, um, we are all open to any help that we can get. And, you know, you might be one of those people who doesn't want to actually pick up trash but by contributing to the world, like your two hours helping me with a spreadsheet would be the same as or better than picking up trash because it unlocks great levers. So any, any help we can get, like seriously, that's a, that's a call to arms. Yeah, cool. So Instagram at One Piece Army, the number one piece army. We'll put it in the episode notes. Um, Jackson, you're doing amazing things. I'm proud to be your friend and to watch this journey unfold. And I have no doubts that you're, this is going to be like one of those haystacks that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know why I use that analogy, but Hey, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time. Cheers guys. See you soon.